um hello hello everyone it's your favorite girl it's a light on what have mc ali love back on the beat we're back to talking about my son and the many reasons the many you know aspects of his of my journey as a, a mom with a child with special needs okay so um so recently before i go down this road i'd like to um, make this plain make this um, so this came from somebody who, who I respect, someone who I actually like, who I actually have a relationship with, and she sounded very ignorant. I'm, I'm not holding it against you. Um, it's just the way you are. I won't hold it. I won't hold that against you. I won't say that. Uh, why? Why? Why would you say that? No. Everybody's entitled their, to their opinions, um, but. I want to trust that she will listen to this. Um, she had never met my son. She always, she had never met my son. She, she really didn't, hadn't really seen his pictures before. And so when I posted my son's picture on Instagram, um, and and then she sent me a message on WhatsApp, and she's like, "What happened to your son? What happened to him?" And I was like, um, "Did you read the write up?" But obviously, she found it difficult to understand what it was we were talking about. So um, that was rude. Can we can we not do that? Don't ask. When when we put ourselves, when we we mothers with children that have special needs, when we when we want to do a bit of advocacy. Now, the idea of advocacy is not to garner pity. The idea of advocacy is to educate people let them understand where we're coming from who we are you know how we cope on a day-to-day basis now social media is one of the largest platforms in the world to pass on information and that's why we're going to use it that's why i'm doing podcasts that's why i'm beginning to post now this whether i want to accept it or not or not this leaves me vulnerable because this opens me up to all kinds of possible uh, misguidedness by people people begin to feel that it's okay for them to talk a certain way about me about my son they begin to think they know stuff about us they don't you know so but um when we put ourselves out there and we keep asking and telling you guys that okay so this is us this is me this is um this is what we deal with this is the reason why we ask that your kids and you yourself be kind to children that are different that are born different they didn't ask to be born different it just happened and when it happens in a world where kindness is almost going extinct i think we need to begin to teach children in schools in classrooms a study of our special needs the curriculum should change people actually need to be educated about the children who have special needs in their communities and their environments. So, moving on. One of the side effects of having CP, one of the uh, needs of my son, as I mentioned earlier in an earlier podcast, is that he has cerebral palsy. He was diagnosed with cerebral palsy um, due to stress at birth. Uh, Very recently, he was also diagnosed with autism and ADHD. Now, let me explain one of the major one of the things I didn't understand until for, for for a while was that you know would have worked on him, worked on him, worked on him. 
and then it, it attains a milestone and then suddenly like take for instance now drooling now drooling is something that comes it's, it's, a, it's a lack of control so it comes occasionally i never had major drooling issues but really drools you know sometimes it does that and personally i i <laughs> that's a subject for another day anyway if i want to know that there's been a slight regression my son begins to drool now i didn't know until we got a new diagnosis of seizures that i didn't know that he was having seizures he wasn't showing outward signs and that's the thing about children with special needs a lot happens in their brain you know a lot happens in their brains and so when they have seizures their brains are like mobile phones or a device and every time an electric car charge goes through it it reboots it goes back to the beginning it reformats that basically means that every time there's a reformatting going on in their brains they lose milestones they had attained if my son could count one to ten um could count one to ten i don't know maybe let's say uh a week ago and he gets a seizure he gets an, a seizure episode that knowledge is wiped out is coming back to me after that a clean slate and then we have to go back and that's the reason why it seems as if they don't learn they actually learn and that's why learning is consistent learning is a consistent um is a consistent effort for them it's not learning is not they, they don't learn like the regular kids where 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 you could teach a regular child two plus two is four immediately the child grasps a child with cerebral palsy needs to revisit that particular knowledge close to eight to ten times before it sticks so i'm going to be a bit vulnerable in this today's podcast because i've worked with children all my life and one of the the hardest part about being the mom of a child with special needs is to watch my child struggle to learn I've worked with children on all sides of the crime. I'm watching my son struggle to learn. Wow. It's... It didn't matter how prepared I was. It didn't matter that I had background education. It didn't matter that... It's hard. And... um, As it grows older... The financial implications are also quite high, and um, we always have to. Um, is that and I always have to, you know, try to meet up there. There are days when I feel I'm not even doing enough. I have the mom guilt that comes to play. We're going to talk about that later. Let's not debate. Let's go back to. What is epilepsy? Epilepsy is a neurological disorder marked by an increased susceptibility to repeated, unprovoked seizures. A seizure is a sudden episode of electrical activities in the brain that can cause involuntary movement and behavioral changes. 
Now, 30 to 50% of children with cerebral palsy will experience co-occurring epilepsy. Epilepsy is most common among children who have limited mobility. Now, my son doesn't have, he has seizures, but it's not, one of the reasons why it wasn't something that was, you know, seen, you know, was because I just noticed he had this, he had this, there was this fidgeting thing he did with his hands constantly. You know, I constantly kept looking at him until we had a brain, um, a brain balancing test, and we were told that that was what the problem was. Of course, he's on he's on medications for seizures and all that. There are days when these episodes are quite bad. I can see how frustrated my son is, but he can't tell me. I know what it is like when he's. When he has to actually has jerky movements on his hands and his 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 nerves at that point are very apparent and they are very alive and he he doesn't understand what is happening to his body. He wishes he could stop. He tries. I just see my son trying, and it breaks my heart. But that is one aspect of cerebral palsy. It's actually very dangerous. Reoccurring seizures can cause lead to brain damage irreparable brain damage irreparable he says that epilepsy is not a disease but rather a spectrum condition characterized by unpredictable reoccurring seizures not all people will experience the same seizures symptoms of epilepsy and seizures can range from mild to severe now Seizures are common among children with cerebral palsy because CP is caused by by a brain injury occurring before, during, or shortly after birth. Brain injuries increase the chance for abnormal nerve activities to occur within the brain, which can result in seizures. Children with with hemiphilgia and quadriplegia are most at risk for co-occurring CP and uh, epilepsy. Some main causes of, of seizures are low oxygen during birth, head injuries occurring during birth or young adulthood, brain tumors, uh, genetic disorders that result in brain injuries, infections such as meningitis and encephalitis, stroke and any other brain damage, abnormal levels of substance such as sodium or blood sugar. About 70% of all cases of epilepsy in adults and children have no obvious cause. While locating a direct reason for seizures can be difficult, there are, there are a number of risk factors that can increase one's chance for developing epilepsy. Risk factors for epilepsy include being diagnosed with cerebral palsy, babies who were born small for their age, bleeding in the brain, co-occurring conditions that involve intellectual or developmental disabilities, a family history of epilepsy or fever-related seizures. Being on the spectrum for autism is also a risk factor for epilepsy. Um... Children who have seizures. Um, there are two main types of seizures. Um, 
we have the focal seizures and the generalized seizures focal seizures occurs when only one part of the brain experiences abnormal electrical activity focal seizures are usually named based on the area of the brain which they take place for example an individual might be diagnosed with focal frontal lobe seizures about 60 percent of people with epilepsy are diagnosed with focal seizures this type of seizure disorder can be further broken down into into additional subcategories we're not going to go into that right now generalized seizures are caused by abnormal brain activities that begins on both sides of the brain and this can result in a loss of consciousness now um Generalized seizures can be broken down into additional types. Absent seizures. Absent seizures can cause a person to stare into space or have jerking, twitching muscles. Tonic seizures can cause such stiffening of the back leg, the back leg and arm muscles. Clonic seizures can cause repeated jerking movement on both sides of the body. Tonic cloaking clonic seizures can can cause a mixture of the above symptoms such as stiffening of the body repeated jerking of arms and leg as well as loss of consciousness atonic seizures can cause a loss of normal muscle tone causing the person to fall down or drop their head involuntarily this is my truth and the reason why this podcast was birthed is to put information out there. People need to know more about children who have um, who are special needs. People need to understand that there are people who live daily trusting God. I'm on a group and I'm on a I'm on, I'm, I'm on a group and you wouldn't believe it. I'm on a group. A support group for parents with children with special needs and just today alone i've seen two mothers drop comments on the page asking that they, they wish they could end it all this women are in the they are depressed they are in depression they are losing hope the costs of medications the stress after time if you're the mom of a special needs child you can't trust anybody else with your with your child because nobody else understands what they need and so you have to take um decisions that are actually pointing at you are very very you have to be very cognizant of the decisions you take and you have to take decisions that you know that are basically working towards and you know looking ahead decisions that basically work towards um um a child your child's well-being and sometimes have mothers and fathers lose their jobs because they just can't stay at work some of these children get abused particularly the non-verbal ones and so it's a whole plethora of wow I would like to also use this opportunity if you are the mother of a child with special needs and you're listening to this. I'd like to say this to you. I understand what you're feeling. I feel it too. I get it. The days when you want to run away, there are days when I do too. There are days when I feel wish I could just sleep, you know, until I just sleep and sleep and forget the entire situation. I understand. 
but you've been strong for so long you've been strong so far you cannot you should not ever give up um i would like to also use this opportunity to reach out to people who have experience with counseling i'm not talking about i'm asking that if you would like to volunteer to be a part of a prayer team for mothers with children with special needs where you just pray for them where that's just it there's no rhyme or reason to it where you are just in a place of interceding for them these women deal with we deal with a lot of issues um psychological issues mental issues and most most the most convincing of them is depression you know there's this sense of hopelessness that comes when and that's the thing the, the the growth and the acceleration of treatment for your child with special needs is not oftentimes in fact when they when they are when they are getting better you you most likely might not even notice and so after a while you just get tired if you're not careful like if this child has been having surgery for more than three years and there's still no improvement if you're not careful it's very frustrating and so we understand that as i said earlier that this podcast will be um, you know, shining lights and putting spotlights on amazing individuals that are doing great things um today we would like to look at the super parents foundation the last podcast we talked about the radio foundation who is into helping children who need um limbs artificial limbs to have a normal life and um the radio foundation so far has done a lot for children in the community of special needs children without limbs that's what it really does um, you can go online, Google the Iridi Foundation. The name of um, the the uh, the the name of of the director of Iridi Foundation is Crystal Chibo, and I'd like you to please. She's an amazing woman who is doing great things for very little. She basically the Iridi Foundation does all it does on donations. And I also like to this episode's um, spotlight will be on super parents the super parents foundation was is founded by Folusha Leasu. she's a lawyer not the parent of a child with special needs but quite passionate about children and the mothers of children with special needs so far so good this foundation has been able to do a lot for people in the community they've been able to provide housing for the ones that didn't have housing provide them um, scholarships education care provide affordable therapy all of these things they do are based on donations if you're interested and you would like to donate please reach out to me i would be able to give you more details about it please i want to appeal to everyone who is in my community if you're a friend if you've ever if i've ever meant anything to you i want to please appeal to you there are a lot of children who have never been to the hospital for help so parents are so naive about the children they have that they actually lock them in the house and some even pray some even pray that the children die a lot of children with special needs have died from carelessness and from um, a lack of good medical attention this is very important we also understand that the medical attention that they get is very expensive and so the regular man the everyday layman can really find it difficult to spend money when they are just when they need money to to eat they don't have money to buy drugs and so i'm appealing to the general public if for any reason or at any point um 
I'd like you to make donations to this particular um, support group. It's doing beautiful and great things. If you need more information, if you'd like to see what they're doing, please let me know. I will give you direct contact to the director of um, Super Parents Foundation. Um, we'll talk more on seizures. I would like to invite a parent. She, she does amazing things online, by the way. We don't agree all the time. on We have different political views. But she's a clown and a very, very great person. I'd like you people to meet with her. I'd like to invite her to my next podcast, which we'll be having together. And I hope she'll be able to, you know, um, I hope she'll be able to indulge me. Until we meet again next time, have a great, great, great evening. Uh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Have a lovely, lovely evening.